is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host Brandon Joe, joined by my co-host Nick and Dan. Gentlemen, we've got the 2021 Christmas special episode. We brought in editor Jake for this one as well. Welcome in, Jake. Christmas. <laughs> Look, look, you know, I had to La Cabum is unrivaled right now. And Jake <laughs> is definitely a member of La LIBP. And mm. so, uh, yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. We'll have to come it up sure with something better. No. We'll have to come up with something better. But, you know, the kids are all right. And uh, we need to make sure that we added a little bit of that youth revolution here on the show today. So it's good. Oh, oh, as soon as that bell can get in the team, I can get in the team. Come on. I, I was just about to say, hey. A happy early 21st birthday to our our dearest uh, comrade in, on the squad. Uh, legal drinking, my friend. It's a it's a it's a real downfall of society. So get ready. This is where I throw in shots by LMFAO. Yep. <laughs> Just, <laughs> probably probably not knowing you, but it's exciting. <laughs> so uh, Christmas Eve, baby. Uh, I have friends who are born on Christmas Day and the day after. Um, so I can add you to the three three days of festivities now. That'll be good. It's a point of contention. You know, some people love it. Some people hate it. Everybody gets asked about it. Where, where do you uh, land on I'm that? All right. I, I, I'm a fan. You know, I okay. like I like the holiday spirit being surrounded. Uh, it's it's nice. I enjoy is it, it. Is it, is it a, a gray area of what's a birthday present? What's a Christmas present? Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, every year you got to get like the... Uh, I don't know what this is, but here you go. You know? Are there but times I'll, I'll take where... It. Where it gets denoted as a birthday present and it's a better than a Christmas present? Like, what's oh, the yeah. caliber of classification ranking? Well, there? see, I'm at the point now where as a kid, it was definitely like, well, here's your birthday present because, you know, they didn't want to, they didn't want to just not give me a birthday present. I had to make it clear this one's for your birthday. Nowadays, it's just like, here, look. Different wrapping paper? Yeah. Like, it's like, or- look, we're not really concerned about the logistics here. It's present time. These three days, like, you're going to get something. I'm like, all right. I'll take it. No complaints. Gift overload. Well, welcome, welcome to the main show, buddy. I know you've done a few with Joe. I know that you. Well, this is probably your fifth or sixth cap at this point. Yeah, we're getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm racking them up slowly. All sure. right. All right. Well, look, this is our 2021 Christmas slash holiday special, uh, and it's really just a big mailbag. A lot of it is festive. Uh, a lot of it is personal. A lot of it is completely random and off topic. So you're going to be in for uh, a wild treat. This should be a great road trip episode that covers just a lot of different things. So uh, kicking it off, we've got Millhouse asking, how are you all doing like personally in life? And it, it's what well, you know this group so well. I mean, clearly, Nick, he's he's checking in on you. Yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> by the way, tell me you're a northerner without telling me you're a northerner. Y'all. How are you all doing? Uh, <laughs> boy, that was special. Uh, look, I think this year has been, you know, I, I was actually in um, in a couple of meetings last week and, and a few people mentioned that, you know, as, as hard as 2020 was, 2021 was equally, if not more challenging for a lot of folks. And uh, I, you know, I want, I want this to be a positive and uplifting show, but I think, I think a lot of people feel that way. I think the added crush of the pandemic and, you know, the, the reemergence of a lot of, um, expectations that weren't necessarily around in 2020 and just how fast everything moves these days makes this a tough year. Uh, and so I've seen a bunch of our, our friends from the UK tweet out, uh, some mental health resources as of late. Of course, we will be doing that again this year. I would just say if, if you're going through a tough time this holiday season, I know it, it is tough for a lot of people uh, for real, even though I know this was a uh, maybe a more positive question. Please, please, please reach out to us in our DMs. Reach out to someone who's a mental health professional. Uh, don't don't let that fester or manifest into something that's way worse than it is right now. So I know it's been a weird year. And uh, we're, we're going to get a hell of a lot more positive. But off the top, please, please, please reach out. That's what very, I got. Very fair um, and very appropriate. Uh, I guess I can maybe balance out a little bit. I mean, got engaged. That's exciting. Um, comes, with a, 
comes the lot oh, of gosh, it's a gonna, lot of things. a new thing every episode. Brandon Busby, I just got engaged. <laughs> no, recently, guys. he shows nope. off he, his ring to us every time, just right <laughs> on the screen. I told Elizabeth that I was like, "Look, if you really want to lock me down, you should think about getting me a ring because yeah. no one knows." Uh, it's twenty twenty one. I'm a free agent. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so then obviously uh, Turnaround had knee surgery, um, but I'm on the men's. So uh, 2022 will be a, a grind of a year, but uh, a lot of a lot of positives uh, once we get into it. So it'll, it'll be good. Um, and then good old Jake's here is about to graduate college already. So also yeah, exciting. Man. Slowly chugging along. Got a year left. Look, the the real positive of 2021, I think, is that 2022 is looking looking like some milestones are coming along. I think we're all, I think everybody's looking forward to getting a little further along in the pandemic ending series. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope that we're the Kool Aid Man and 2022 is the wall <laughs> that we break through. Because <laughs> man, it's it feels like it's been the opposite way for a couple of years now. So let's uh, yeah. let's make that happen. I mean, I guess the thing is, you know, like we, you know, we, we all have gripes and problems, but they're uh, typically a champagne problem to most mm. people. You know, we're mm-hmm. recording a podcast and you're listening to a podcast and um, that means you have some type of device that lets you do that. And you have access to the Internet and you have potentially your capabilities and facilities to understand the episode. And that uh, puts you ahead of a lot of other people. And so 100%. it's a good time of year to reflect upon what you have versus what uh, the have nots are. Couldn't agree more. Tough one from Mid-Atlantic Blues saying, on the fifth day of Christmas, what did Jorginho's true love give to him? Um, I was sarcastic and said a bunch of pens and an annoying agent. But Dan, you, <laughs> oh you, sir, came up with some lyrics. It's uh, So it's uh, in the theming of the song. It's five ice cold penalties, four hop and skips, three trophy lifts, two shh lips, and a second father named Sorry. <laughs> Incredible. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. That degree coming in handy. That is well. May I say, well done. On the fly, last episode, Dan's Five Days of Christmas. One Truth. of the most impressive things I've ever heard on the pod. I was mind blown. I was. I'm. I'm, I'm missing a rapping career somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think what the music industry needs is more Dan. Um, I can't do better than that. That was that was really yeah, impressive. Was let's perfect. let's move it on. Yeah, don't worry. You'll you'll enjoy this one. Um, uh, at Mo Kings Meadow, our friends are went to went to Mo Kings Meadow says, which CFCW player should you take in the men's team right now? So obviously, Nick, you and Jesse and Abdullah have been crushing the the women's pod this season. So you're you're definitely the leg up on this one. Uh, there are two that come to mind. Uh, although that team is fabulous, and please, if you haven't go uh, listen to that uh, version of our show, please do that. Uh, Frank Kirby is absolutely outstanding in every way, shape, or form. She's creative. She finds runners. She finds Sam Kerr a lot. Um, so could use could use uh, Frank Kirby. And I just, you guys know I love Millie Bright. And if we're looking for center back depth, uh, I love me some Millie Bright. So I'm going to take those two. I saw a lot of uh, goal score mentions in the in the script here, Jake. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty hard not to want a goal scorer right now. I know Dan's got the incredible Sam Kerr. I also have Fran Kirby. I think really if we could take the the Kirby duo, then we're we're in heaven's mm. like well, land. That would I don't be know good. What better you can get. But I think Sam Kerr just because she's got a little bit of that that biting type of personality on the pitch, a little bit of that swag. And I just think we need a little more of that, you know, especially if Rudiger leaves, like you would want someone to kind of bring that mentality in. And she's, she's got that. Yeah, God forbid a pitch invader ever made it on. We'd have somebody to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. She rocked that guy. <laughs> I uh, love that video. Right. Rightly so. Did she get in trouble for that? Yeah. She got carded. I still don't like really understand how that works and if I agree with that sentiment, but uh, a loophole in the way the law is written. Yeah. All right. Cool stuff. Um, next one from uh, Def Jux Daddy says FMK. In case you, you guys know, know the what game. that means, <laughs> F Mary Kill, natural wine, whiskey, tequila. Interesting, Dan. Interesting. Look, I, someone, I'm not surprised, actually, that Nick and I came up with the same answer, which is that Correct. you, look, you fuck around with tequila. 
you yeah. probably do it when you're in college. Uh, you know, Jake, uh, obviously you're 21 uh, tomorrow. Not able to drops, speak on So you have this, no idea. No. Uh, on Never had one drop. Nope. Nope. Uh, I think you marry whiskey because yes. it's complex. It has, you know, different seasons to it. You mm-hmm. know, you can learn and grow with it. And uh, you kill the natural wine. I mean, look, grapes are great. But you know what? I mean, you can't, you can't, can't say no to whiskey. That's no. that's a sacrilege. That is the absolute right call. There is no other call. Let's move it on, Brandon. It looks like you. Oh, oh, oh no, oh, that's fine. No. Buzz I need to. Oh, Look, I, tequila is amazing. I love tequila. So, and I'm talking none of that celebrity tequila shit either. All right, let's be honest. Uh, not, what is your go-to? Guy? What is that? Not a Casamigos guy. I it is it is if you're gonna it's get pretty one, tasty. That's, that's the one to get. I, yeah. I will say, but I've been right before the injury was dabbling in tequila, and then immediately have uh, become stone cold sober for the last two and a half weeks for obvious reasons because <laughs> I rely on crutches to get around. So, um, uh, favorite holiday food or treat from Caden? Uh, what's your favorite holiday food or treat? So, uh, Jake, what do you do down in Florida? Oh boy. Oh man. If, if anybody has ever been to a Boston market, you can kind of get an idea of what I'm talking <laughs> about here. Obviously, we're talking upgrades, but the sweet potato casserole at a Boston market, imagine that times 10, uh, the finest food on earth, I think. If you can get a good sweet potato casserole, marshmallows, some cinnamon, some like oat crumble on top, stop, stop, untouchable, unbeatable, not exactly the best holiday you know there's not any marshmallow or well i mean the marshmallows there but there's not any like uh mint or anything crazy going on but i'm telling you it's a it's a necessity gotta have it can't beat it well i'm going to uh (laughs) there i i i am from the humble midwest i'm from omaha nebraska i think most people know that by now uh at, at home over over christmas we have this butcher, uh, Stoisich. It, it, you know, shout out to those guys. Not a sponsor of the show, obviously, but they're amazing. They do apple sausage stuffed pork chops, and I'll tell you, for a a meat inside of a meat combo, <laughs> you, know. you can't you can't beat it. It's unbelievable. It's so flavorful, juicy. Ba ba ba. Bam. Don't get out of my face. It's the best huh. thing in the world. Okay. I don't know. That's that's pretty interesting. The funny thing is, like, our traditions have, like, blown up since we've gotten to college and then, like, become adults. My parents are far less interested in cooking anything. Um, and so, anyways, it's, like, kind of many tradition might be happening. So, every other year, my brother and his fiance spend Christmas with their family. So, my parents are kind of on an island, don't have anything to do. So, they come up here. Two years ago, we went to this uh, awesome restaurant in the Hewing Hotel called Tulabi five course dinner with a wine pairing. We're doing it again this year because they had nowhere to go. So that's becoming uh, our our Christmas tradition is Christmas Day. We're going out to this uh, this restaurant for five course dinner. So uh, that's different, very different from what we grew up doing. But hey, you adjust it with life. So there's that. I'll let you know what uh, they had on the menu because obviously it's chef's menu. Um, BJ... What says, why is Jingle All the Way the best Christmas movie? Mr. Thurman said is Die Hard a Christmas movie or a movie that takes place at Christmas. I mean, look, if there's a fight to be had, Dan, I'm going to stand behind you in this one because you're the movie critic. Have you seen Die Hard, Brandon? Uh, Yeah, and I actually had the game on PlayStation as a kid and played it a ton. Oh, thank God. Wow. (laughs) That is a deep cut. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I was not expecting that. Um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That is, yeah. that is a full stop. It is 100%. Not only is it a movie that takes place at Christmas, the only reason John McClane is in L.A. is because he's visiting the family for Christmas. It is then, by and large, a Christmas movie. It is a hill that I will die on 100% of the time. And also, Jingle All the Way, while amazing at uh, showcasing the commercialization of Christmas mm-hmm. and the holiday, um, with a couple of wonderful lines, Put the cookie down! Um, yeah. it's, it's not the best Christmas movie. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol is fantastic as well. Um, yeah, that's another one. Come on, Christmas stuff. Vacation. Yeah, like, also great. Whatever. Pick, pick your favorite one. Uh, it, it is. Uh, pick your favorite Nick Verlaney. Dropping out of the call. Oh, man. Any dissenting arguments while he rejoins on, uh, either of those? Jake, dare you? No, I can't. I can't. All right. 
can't say I have any there. No worries. Uh, well, we'll go ahead. This is a great moment to take our ad break. So thanks to the sponsors for financially supporting the show. When we get back tons more. We've got best and worst pods, which is not fair. Uh, what it means to be a Chelsea fan, traditions, and so much more. So again, we will be right back. Nick's back. All right. So post ad break, we've got, uh, I think, probably one of the deepest questions we've got from Devad2002 uh, on Twitter saying, what was your best and worst podcast? Uh, very subjective, obviously, Nick. Um, the fun thing is there's a lot of best to choose from, I think. We've been able to do social causes. We've been able to do player interviews. We've been able to do former player interviews. We've been so blessed to do all of these different things. Um, and in hindsight, being able to talk to people like Kundi on the phone that one night, being able to talk to uh, canners that one day. It was all kind of surreal in the moment. Upon reflection, it's like, we've got a great bag of things to pull from. Yeah, sure do. I think everyone has a little bit of a different spin on theirs. Uh, you know, it will not shock anyone to learn that our post-Porto podcast, uh, the, the Triple P, if you will, is, you know, among our favorites. It's I think it's our most downloaded show um, ever. So Facts. Yep. So that that's going to make the list for almost all of us, I think. Um, I love talking to Pat and Evan. I've made no bones about that. I think he is genuinely awesome on every level. And I would talk to him every day if I could. Uh, and then I'll throw a weird one at you. Uh, the Chelsea draft, yeah. which is a, a YouTube special that we worked so fucking hard on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that was a production, man. Like it was a, it was a thing. Uh, I love that episode. I don't, I don't know if it get, if it got enough credit for everyone, but, um, those are the three that I kind of rank up there. The worst is for you guys to tell us and you have, uh, you have <laughs> certainly done that in, in five star reviews and, uh, Oh no, those are the one star reviews. They, yeah. they've told us via the one star review yeah. what their least favorite is. Look, our people are nice. They'll like hit us up on DM or like a private message. Like, thankfully we don't get put on blast too much. Uh, we have a very, loving community thankfully uh but from jake's perspective right like what an interesting perspective we have here the guy that gets the mess known as the tracks that we send him and polishes them into a podcast yeah definitely uh, i've seen some things i think we've had a lot of messy ones <laughs> in, at times like but we've, we've made it work uh, i've seen some things well, jake like when, is uh applying when we for do a promotion show that's... for ptsd <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when we do a show that's international, we talk to all these different people. We get a lot of unique recording situations. We've seen some things over the years, but uh, definitely nothing that has totally blown us away. I think we've always made it work. But favorites, I mean, like you said, it's it's deep. Uh, I think personally, my 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 favorite thing that I've done with the pod uh, was the nineteen twenty Premier League campaign. We we sealed that top four spot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I made like the most over the top, like we had won the Champions League edit. It was like audio from us winning in 12 and all this over the top production. And everyone was like, I love this intro. But, it, you know, it's the Champions League music. You, you can mean only when we lost and we were all rooting for Spurs <laughs> to win to see our qualification? Literally. And so I was just like, all right. Uh, but yeah, I love that edit. And then um, an, an, an interesting throwback that I just thought of, I actually didn't even write it down, but really early on, we did a special um, for JT and we, we invited a bunch of people to record audio. I mean, we yeah. had tons and tons and tons of people submit audio for that and tons of guests. And that was an incredible episode. I think that's actually one of our, our coolest episodes just because we had, I think, literally like 30 people on that podcast. So if you've never heard that, Go find that somewhere. Smart. I don't know exactly what it's called, but fun one. Dan, you dug up some good ones too. Yeah, I mean, I think the three-part series we did about the history of racism, anti-Semitism at Chelsea, both from a historical look back to modern day and then like what the club had been doing to combat it and be a champion for social justice was a really reflective series that we did and I think helped challenge us to do more in that sphere uh, not just from content that we do on the show but you know putting money where our mouth is with common goal and other types of projects that we've done before and so yeah I think I think that definitely resonates with me as one that 
goes beyond just the game and i think those are the ones that i feel probably most proud of because it's a you know one thing to say you do a you know football podcast but that's another thing to say you do a football podcast that you know helps change things and uh that's a kind of nice place to be and then worst it's probably something from year one like let's just let's be frank about it year one had some some real interesting moments in it (laughs) there's some lost podcasts there's some (laughs) Double recordings, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting our getting our feet wet. Learned a lot about editing and recording that year. I sure, sure did. Um, uh, great stuff. Yeah, you guys covered a ton of it. Um, I'll throw I'll throw a note in here that John Terry episode is titled "Bonus." John Terry retired, so we asked what fans we asked fans what he means to them. Just in case you want to go listen to it, very fun one. Lots of the classic guests. Chidge is on there. Uh, Borzello, John Lily Khan, Nazar Kinsella, Rick Glanville came in for us. It was a great episode. Super fun. That oh, was yeah, the Chelsea History series, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've done are, a lot of shit. Um, man, yeah, the Chelsea History series is awesome. Sneak peek at the next step of that. Uh, JW, our boy abroad, says uh, QFTP. Discord, you guys are just getting over the top with your acronyms. <laughs> Question for the pod. I'm aware. Yep. Uh, what does Chelsea mean to you and why do you still give this community as much love as you do? What role does it all play in your life, especially being American and not from Chelsea slash able to go to games all the time? Sorry, in a reflective mood with Omar Common facing another shutdown and thinking about how Chelsea in this community has been a huge for many of us during this past couple of years of insanity, uh, which is a good reminder and something that we talk about, don't we, Nick, being like, this is bigger than us, like... It's amazing the messages we get uh, from people like, hey, uh, the pod helps me connect with Chelsea deeper, help me get through this or whatever. And we're just like, if only you guys knew, like we're <laughs> that was not what we set up to do. But now it's become this huge thing that is so much bigger than us, realistically, at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're just the not so pretty faces on it. I mean, it's just. <laughs> It is, uh, it's kind of evolved into its own thing. I mean, Discord is a completely different animal than, than what we do on the show, Seriously. right? And it's like, it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I, I think back to like, why, why do we love Chelsea? I mean, loving Chelsea is, is the easy part. When, when you get to go over there and you get to experience the, the culture and see kind of what it means to people who have been supporters for way longer than we have, I mean, you start, it just, it just kind of eats you alive and that's amazing, you know? And, and the fact is that we're really lucky to have as many matches on TV as we, as we do over here uh, to stay connected. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little bummed that we weren't there a couple of weeks ago uh, for, for Leeds and Everton. Like it's been, it's been over two years since we've been now. And uh, I'm desperately looking forward to going back because I think making those connections in person hopefully knock on wood is going to be a big part of how we all grow together moving forward then yeah i think to the point jay asks about what it means to us the community piece is from my perspective it's a tether to normalcy in normal times or uncertain times is that to have something you can talk about you know with with the, the three or you know all of our guests that come on um everyone who we bring in involved in the show and the production the listeners that we have creates a level of standard discourse and dialogue that in if we didn't have this right now and this was still going on it would definitely I think, be a harder time to go through all of this and uh, so i think it's been an escape it's been a tether to normalcy it has been uh in just people are friendly and people want to be nice in general. Like I think people talk about how terrible a place Twitter is and yeah, sure. It, uh, any community is, it can be a terrible place or have segments of it. It's terrible, but it brought the three of us together. Then Jake together, like the four of us were brought together through these type of, you know, mediums existing. And so it can inspire really great friendships and relationships. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the happiness, the happiness, Brandon. Yes. Yes, the the friendships. Um, you even think about Eric, who we met on our first trip. He's been back since, and now he's married. And we've like been along all this this ride with him too. And uh, one of the most OG photos in the uh, tube station, actually, that we've ever taken. So, uh, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> absolutely love it. 
Uh, tradition time. Mel saying, what's your favorite and least favorite Christmas holiday tradition? And M. Dempsey saying, uh, tree decoration traditions. Ours is we get an ornament for the tree where, whenever we go on vacation. I had an aunt growing up. She would That was like her go-to Christmas gift. We always got an, an ornament. And it was some like artist series, usually Here Come the Clowns or something or, you know, from Broadway or whatever. So like we always had a new ornament from her every year. Um, we used to make it a big family thing to, you know, put up the tree and decorate it and everything together. Um, but it's like, now that you're an adult, like the traditions change and kind of go away. So I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I know Dan, you're back in, in the uh, home with some family stuff like that. Like you guys reliving anything, you, uh, you busting out the, uh, like, what do you guys do in Florida? It's not even cold. It's not even, (laughs) there's no snow. I mean, do you guys know it's it's Christmas? It's well, I know it's Christmas. Uh, one because my mom has all the decorations up, but two, nonstop, nonstop Christmas movies on. And we're not talking about the diehards and Jingle All the Ways. No, we're talking about the Hallmark Lifetime uh, Great Christmas no. Movie Channel. I think is like the third one now. Um, all of those. Oh, and, love uh, of God. I, I tend <laughs> to become the backing track or like the mystery science theater 3000 type of thing where I'm like questioning everything that's going on. And I think actually, uh, my mom and family now enjoy my, uh, sarcastic commentary as a overlay to it just as much as the movies. Uh, Uh, but yeah, yeah. you know, spending time with family. I mean, that that's, that's gotta be, the the best part of time with holidays, especially when you you know don't live close and getting an opportunity to do that and present present swapping is you know I mean it's I don't like stressing about presents you gotta <laughs> hope that you get it right or make sure you get the right gift card I, I don't like that added added stress added complexity Jake I'll add to the uh, the Florida business here <laughs> uh, down here in old Parish Florida where my family is based at the time. Uh, this, this is, I mean, we're talking middle of nowhere, Florida, so things get real interesting here for Christmas. It's a bit of a borderline redneck Christmas at times. Florida man, Jake. Um, (laughs) For example, my, our neighbor here, um, he has a Rudolph that hangs from his deer stand for Christmas. So things get a little interesting down here. It's, it's, it's borderline, you know, there's some interesting conditions, but our parents, uh, they love decorating the golf cart. Um, now because we live in a bit of so a mixed community. Uh, so everybody, because it only gets to about 70 degrees, especially this year, will uh, line up in golf carts and everyone decorates uh, very Christmassy. And then it's a competition. Who's got the coolest Christmas golf cart? So that's our new tradition. Kind of falling in love with it. It's very fun. A good excuse to run around the neighborhood and listen to Christmas music on blast. So big fan. And then there's Nick, the Verlanes himself. Verlanes uh, is the the holiday tradition like no other. Uh, I make homemade Baileys. I think I've said this on the show before. Uh, I just did like 27 quarts of it last weekend for friends and coworkers and stuff like that. So Nick just stirring his his uh, yeah, pot a cauldron. Of He's a cauldron. Just a cauldron of goodness. <laughs> Uh, so that, and then, uh, in normal times I would have whis- what I call whiskey night with some friends where we, uh, have a nice bottle of whiskey and drain that bad boy and just tell stories and catch up. And I just, it's just one of my favorite things to do. Uh, my family has gotten away from gifting for the holidays. We're, we're doing charity stuff now, which is so great. And like, so much less stress at this point of the year, mm-hmm. like Dan and I are both like crashing into the holidays with work and it just too much stress at this point of the season. Like I love getting gifts for like the nephews and like, you know, the kids and stuff. Cause that's what it's all about. But yeah, my family decided that we're not doing gifts anymore and that, uh, yeah, it's been a really nice part of it. Yeah. We've done some stuff like that too. Um, uh, donations or, uh, what we've done is like foregone presents instead, like booked a family trip. That was fun. We did that before the pandemic. We said no gifts. Let's go to Utah as a family together um, yeah. in Moab, and that mm-hmm. was that was well worth the trade. Which I know Dan, I think you had it somewhere else, but oh yeah, coming up. So I won't spoil it. But yeah, just the whole ability to like you know have an experience with family and loved ones was was awesome. So uh, the ultimate gift. So and the couch asking if you could give 
any one gift to any one Chelsea player, former or present, what would it be and why? He, uh, he went with JT's 2008 Champions League final penalty retake for me. Damn, that would be yeah. a big one. Yeah, um, pretty perfect stuff. answer. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, Dan, you, you've got one written in here so we can start with you and then you can pass the ball around. Well, I think you'll appreciate this one, Brandon Busby, but I think uh, get going back in time to give Essien a new pair of knees um, so that he could not have a injury, take him out of having a very long Chelsea career um, would have been a really nice thing to say. Yeah. So, w- yes, that, that's what I would give him. He wouldn't have had to play right back for Real Madrid under, under Mourinho, so could have saved him that experience. Um. I'm not going to be mean, so I actually I'm going to pause and and pass to Nick. You were going to be mean? Yeah. <laughs> you were going to be a Grinch miss? No, it was just going to be a sarcastic gift to Murata, something about confidence, but we don't need to go there. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going Scrooge. I'm going with Dan, except I'm going with Ingolo Conte and the gift <laughs> is whatever he needs. Uh, I don't like This dude is amazing. We're watching one of the best Chelsea players ever. Like it just Take my hamstrings, take my knee, whatever you need. <laughs> I gave a bit of love to uh, an underrated Chelsea player, I would say. Definitely one of my favorites. I would love to have given Andre Sherla some more starts. I think that Andre oh. Sherla was one of the most exciting players to watch. And I think had he gotten his games a little more in his in his heyday, I'm talking Cesc Fabregas beauty assist heyday. Uh, I think he would have had a little more of a history with us. So that's my interesting one. He probably could have done the same thing with uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I was about to say, I thought about De Bruyne as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, we definitely got them just a little bit too (laughs) early. Um, I was surprised. Yeah, Shirley retired like three seasons ago. Yeah, he did very recently. Uh, He went to Germany again for a little bit and played some random teams and then retired really young. Uh, I think he kind of... He went Wolfsburg to Dortmund, so could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, worst rapper. Techie, always with the deep cut, says, uh, <laughs> an actual Christmas question. Who's the worst at wrapping Christmas presents? As if that's important, Techie, but of course you want to know. Uh, Dan going middle of the line with calling himself a decent rapper, <laughs> yet as we discussed earlier, maybe a, maybe an above average rapper in the rap game. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, look, I, I prefer a bag if I'm going to do it just because it's a, an easy type of action. Like insert into bag, tissue paper, done. It looks nice. It stands up. It's presentable. Uh, I also tend to, though, target a experiential type of gift. And uh, since my wife never listens to the podcast, I can say what I got her. And uh, no one, uh, if you do spoil it, if you are like some listener... <laughs> some like twisted relationship with this show please don't think about messaging or letting her know what you got for christmas but uh uh we're going like truffle hunting with some dogs uh in the pacific northwest here uh come the early part of next year next year and because she was like oh this sounds really cool and i downplayed it the whole year i'm like (laughs) oh no we're not gonna do that we don't want to go hunt truffles that sounds stupid let's not do that (laughs) played her (laughs) Hopefully you didn't downplay it so much that she's just like, yeah, that is dumb. <laughs> now she soured yeah. on it. It's like, oh, yeah, it is stupid. <laughs> uh, I like that. Have you guys seen, like, the new TikTok, Instagram stuff for, like, these professional rappers? And, like, instead it's of, like, best. putting it in the middle of it, you got to turn it, like, 45 degrees so it's, like, diagonal. And then there's, like, this pattern that happens. I thought you were going to mention the trend where people will, like, wrap a gift card like a bike. And then they just have like this giant well, bike that. sitting in the oh, living that's, room. Oh, that's that's fantastic. People that's who do that favorite. are like some I next level like, like terrible people <laughs> like, who torture their family. <laughs> it's incredible. I would, I'd probably say that I'm the worst of the group. I don't think I'm very good. I'm not, and I don't try to be. I hate it. Yeah, no. I, I can't say. I think it's definitely a. I rock with the. It's the masculine urge to wrap it as terribly as possible. If anything, <laughs> I think it's the best. If you can just give somebody like a ball of wrapping paper. If I if I can give one tip out there to the fellas, uh, who have who are probably doing this right now, as 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 you listen to this on Christmas Eve, because you like me are a degenerate. Uh, get get the like. Don't go crazy with the patterns. Get like the really nice brown wrapping paper or some really nice like solid color and then do like a, a D 
decent kind of like bow or something on there. So yeah. it, it looks cleaner. It's not as like in your face and weird and stuff. Dude, you know, simplify it. Minimalism. Tip. Taken. Um, we Yeah, we actually, I'm done. I think I have one gift to wrap for Elizabeth, but we did family Christmas at Thanksgiving because that was the time we we're going to be together. So I've like just been chilling <laughs> this holiday season. <laughs> I haven't had to worry about it, which has been great. Uh, Thurman asking, what was your favorite Christmas present you got as a kid? What was the present you wanted but never got? So I kind of have a funny story about this one. Um, so one year for Christmas, uh, this is like back, way, way back in the day. Uh, we we had, I think, PlayStation or something. So we had some form of video games at home. And like every now and then, like very rarely, we'd go down to the Mr. Movies rental place. You know, we used to rent oh, movies yeah. and games. And Good a couple times. times we even rented like a Nintendo 64. Like we rented an entire <sighs> game system. So one year for Christmas, it was like the option was like you could get a, a new PlayStation or 64. And we we're obviously we would have wanted the 64. But mom got us the PlayStation because we've been playing it. We're like, well, we that's all we had. Like, of course we played it. So she thought we wanted it more. Then she took us to Toys R Us when she returned the 64. My brother and I were just like losing our minds at like, why would you have given us the older system when this is the new one? Um, so that was definitely the gift that we uh, wanted but never got until later. Uh, we ended up just buying one like a year or two later. But to like be given a gift that you're excited about, then realize mom took the better model and returned it. You're like what why uh, but we got over it we grew up we're okay less gold night like, less mario kart but we caught up <laughs> seven 17 years later still salty about it and uh that's what i like uh i i would say this i was a big and i still am i i, I like a i like a good jersey um growing up there were two that stood out as christmas gifts for me uh, the first is I got a really nice uh, John Elway Super Bowl jersey from like, I don't know, whenever it was like 1998 or something like that. And uh, earlier when I was like seven or eight, I got a Penny Hardaway yeah. magic black pinstripe jersey. And I wore both of those until the paint fell off of them. I mean, it was just. Those two, I was like so hyped about. Like those were amazing. And that Penny Hardaway jersey is still just one of the best looking so jerseys sick. of all time. Yeah, that is that is pretty sick. It's it's hard for me to to even stray away from the black uh, Chelsea jersey from literally like two years ago already. But that's right there with me for top. But uh, an interesting shout out uh, to a family friend of ours once. Uh, I must have been like fifteen. But she gave me her original pressing of the Beatles White Album, uh, which was the cool Whoa. thing about the White Album is it has the number count on the corner of it. And it was like super low. I had a new pressing and it was like, I don't even know, like probably a hundred times what the one that she had given me was. And so that was a really neat gift as a big Beatles fan for all the people listening to the or watching the Get Back documentary right now. That was one of my favorites. So shout out to that family friend good gift uh i I will also uh stick with brandon in video games because i remember the christmas i got a super nintendo was like i was i was lit i was so over the moon (laughs) at like unboxing it and then playing uh playing some chrono trigger um classic square enix game um uh, definitely worth playing i think you can get it on like ios now if you haven't before really really great um time traveling sci-fi uh, we go to the future. You go to the past. It's great, but yeah, that 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 system gave me so many awesome memories and uh, started my kind of love affair with uh, video games and and all of that. So yeah, I, I don't know if there was a gift that I asked for and never got because I, I think my parents uh, definitely spoiled us as children. So um, yeah, there really is nothing like a post Christmas video game new <laughs> console. It's it's untouchable. Yeah. I remember getting a Game Boy too. Yeah. A Game Boy back in the day was a big deal. Uh, and oh I yeah. Was like, oh, especially yeah. <laughs> if you got like an upgraded version too. Like if you went yeah. to like Pocket or like Color, like Color, you start man. getting like the newer models. Yeah. yeah. 
I uh, speaking of Jersey, I'm from Iowa, so we don't have pro sports teams. Uh, might surprise some of you, uh, but I had a pretty sweet, uh, bright orange Charles Barkley jersey as a kid. Phoenix wow. Suns. <laughs> That's a good one. This, those in the Horrible. starter jackets were pretty cool back in the day. Oh yeah, I did get a starter jacket too. <laughs> Man, the starter jacket was an unbelievable. Like if you showed up to school in the starter jacket after Christmas, have you were on point. Head. You were on point. You were living the dream. Let's see. Uh, Carefree Chelsea FC says you're allowed to invite three Chelsea players past or present to your Christmas celebration. Who are you inviting? Hmm. Um, 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 um. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure we'll all choose relatively recent players because that's who we have strongest affinities to. Um, I My fun one would almost be Folk, Benetti, and Czech. <laughs> so William Folk being the almost circus-esque character that was like 6'4", 300-some pounds, essentially invented. William Fatty Folk. Yeah, the the ball boy. And obviously Benetti uh, for as well as he was for Chelsea, then Czech being the all-time great. And then we could have our little goalkeeper round table. Um, but, uh, That's beautiful. You know, that that you'd still miss out on so, so many players that have played for Chelsea. Uh, over the decades, I think to your point, Nick, talking to um, Glanville about the history series and also listening to Chidge and uh, what they're doing with the decade series, there there was quite a few characters. But I bet if I had to guess one for you, um, I would bet that um, good old Ray Wilkins would be in yours. Yeah, I I think so. Like I I have n- I I never met him and and we never had a chance to talk to him on the show or anything, but. Um, just hearing all the stories after he died just makes you think that that would be a fun character to have around. Look at my, again, any, anytime you do these like Mount Rushmore's or dinner situations, or whatever, mine is like, what is going to be the most fun experience? Not necessarily the most famous experience, right? So I'm trying to think of the most fun experience. I think Ray Wilkins would make the, the list. Um, you know, I love me some Pat and Evan, so I'd probably throw that in there too. God, and then what's my third? I, mean, I need someone a little shit house. I need someone who's gonna. I dare you to invite Costa. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not that shit house. I break your teeth. Is there a middle? Yeah, is there a middle ground between? I'm trying to think of like who's our. But like Eden Azard was super fun. Like he was always mm. a jokester. Mishi was a jokester. Um, I don't know. Who of our current team would I want there? Well, obviously Angolo. I, he would, he's, he talk, this is gonna be a booze thing. Though. I, don't, I don't think yeah. he's like a, a boo. He's too wise. Give me. Bit, bit, you know, you always hear some interesting things about Romelu Lukaku and how smart and intelligent he is. Smart you do love some Rudiger as well, Nick. <sighs> now Rudiger would be. And you're talking about shit house. I mean, come on. <laughs> Rudiger would be interesting. I think. I think I'd do like a, a Mount or a Chillwell or something. Like, give me. Respectable. Give me one of those guys. All right. All right. Yeah. What else? Who else? I'll jump in. I, I think I'll go Pat. Uh, I haven't had a chance to meet Pat, but as a music man as well, I feel like we have some very similar interests. So I'm, I think we'd have a good chat. Um, Got to throw in lamps. I mean, nobody said lamps. I feel like that's a disgrace. I mean, I, oh, I want to hear the deep secrets, though. I hope he would. I hope he would flesh out a little bit about what it's like to be the man. You, yeah, because uh, I gotta uh, know. That, right, and he's then, a, he's uh, a boo sound too. Oh, you, damn it! You know who my third is? Joe Cole. That's that's oh, my yeah, third. Yeah, that's a great one. I'll, I'll, I'll agree on that. All right, sorry uh, about that. Go, I got a chance going. to meet Joe very briefly once at a at a Rowdies game. Yeah, Tampa Bay legend. Let's go. So, yeah, I'll throw him in there. That'd be a great one. Look, we're spoiled with options, Dan. That's the problem is too many great players have come through. You know, Drogba, yeah, it obviously. Is. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think Nevin is like a, a 100% lock because you get stories, you get music, you get culture. Like, you, you've you elevated your, your party game if you bring him. Don't like, got to worry your, about your, your party is next level. I think one that I thought of for a little bit, of the, like Shithouse one, I think David Louise who is like a life of the party, big personality, definitely could be a good one. Owns a Um, restaurant? Brazilian steakhouse? Come on. Yeah. 
And then uh, I think like an interesting curveball one, because I actually think the Joe Cole one is like a to- would be a total lock too. Um, Cesc Fabregas, I think, would be a really fun oh. <laughs> party guy. Like, uh, you know, just, you know, know, knows a lot. Very worldly, kind of cosmopolitan dude. Didn't yeah, he throw I, a I pizza think... at Ferguson? Sir Alex Ferguson? <laughs> Look, did he throw a pizza? We... <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he confirmed it at now. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. Again, we, we are the uh, beneficiaries of having wonderful choices. Yeah, without without 100%. a doubt. All right. Last one here from Ty saying favorite Chelsea fixture to watch in the year. For me, I love a big knockout stage match in the Champions League. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, we've seen some not so exciting Champions League group stage matches <laughs> in our time, um, you know, but I think that Again, big teams playing big matches. So, so many to choose from. Um, nothing will ever, ever replace Porto, I think, for all of us. Um, so, you know, that was in the last calendar year, if we can say that. So um, beating Real Madrid was nice. That that was fun. The convincing ass-whooping we gave to them last year was... That was great. That was really nice. Yeah, I think I think it's either... Because, I mean, the final is just so rare, but, like, a semifinal is a really, really interesting and stressful watching experience. That, that would be up there, Champions League semifinal. And then I, I'm i a person who loves the first match of the year. I, I think there's always this, like, unbridled optimism that comes with, you know, your team, you know, maybe some new players, you know, lining up and, and starting the year off right. And so... You know, like this year when Trev Chalaba scores, the worldy that he does, Jake, it it just it makes everyone feel good for a, I feel it feels like a longer period of time than it does like midseason if you scrape one by. One hundred percent. I think the the early year shout is very real. I can definitely remember some of our first game of the seasons more than I'll remember like even the FA Cups and stuff like that, weirdly. Uh especially like Burnley in what 14 15 Diego and Cesc's first season I mean that that game was like one of my favorite games ever because we literally just came out whole new team new manager and then we just beat the brakes off of Burnley with these two people we'd never heard of it was like oh well I mean we'd heard of Cesc obviously but like oh Diego Costa this guy just came in and immediately it was like the goofiest most entertaining human being and knocking in goals like nothing but uh, I also want to give a shout out to the Liverpool game. I love the Liverpool game. My roommate is a diehard Liverpool fan. And ever since the 13-14 season where it seemed like we were the two horses in the race, um, shout out to City who won that season. But uh, ever since that season, I've loved that game. I feel like it's the most entertaining game every year. It's always a storyline, always something going on there. So shout out to that game every year. Yeah, I went with a uh, very Tom Brady-esque answer to this question. <laughs> I I took it as the favorite ones in any calendar year. And so uh, much like Tom Brady, when they ask him what's his favorite championship, he says the next one, the one where we lift the trophy. Boo. Boo. The next trophy. Any, it's always the best match. I got to go find my books here. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of the traditions like no other on the show. Every time that Dan brings up Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, <laughs> Look, I used Ooh. to hate it. Uh, now, now that he's <laughs> winning for the Buccaneers, I'm a fan. Keep it up, Dan. Yeah, you're welcome. Dan. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> we're we're even now. We've yeah, got a 50, now I'm on the boat. In favor. <laughs> I used to watch from I used to watch from the sidewalk, and um, now I'm in the car. Yeah, a lot of a lot complain. of lot of big games for Chelsea uh, over the years as well. Um, but in this last year, I mean, just everything leading up to the Champions League was great. But then even turn around and you know winning. Um, you know, whatever the, the uh, Super Cup, um, so many players having success at the Euros, the U.S. Uh, beating Mexico two or three times. I mean, it's actually just been a great year in general. Um, a lot of wobbles this season. Now we're kind of hitting like the darkest hour of the timeline, but it doesn't mean that it hasn't been an unbelievable calendar year uh, for the club. But uh, let's not get it twisted. We don't do calendar year stats and things here, right? We do seasons so don't let sky tell you harry kane has scored the most goals in a calendar year because it don't mean shit ladies and gentlemen it really does sure doesn't um mm-hmm. but anyways we can go around real quick uh before we head out anything else that uh we want to depart uh some knowledge or or blessings before we go we 
we have a music guy on the pod. We need to talk music. Um, and I just wanted to bring up uh, one last question, which is favorite Christmas song. I will lead off. DMX. I have this off the top. Yes, DMX. Rest <laughs> in peace. Um, DMX jingle all the way. <laughs> my, my, my favorite one is Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. I think it is like if you're looking for a nice upbeat because you know, Christmas music kind of varies between the way too serious and the, and like the way too goofy. This is like right in the in the old sweet spot there. Uh, but we're gonna let Jake go last because he's the the aficionado. He's got a playlist. Up. Let's be honest. I I'm looking at my phone because I'm like, what do I shout out? There's some there's some incredible Christmas too. As many but, as uh, you want. Look, I you want the classic. You got to go Nat King Cole Christmas song, unbeatable. Chestnuts mm-hmm. roasting on open fire. Greatest voice of all time. Love that man. But if you want something a little new, if you want something a little fun, if you've never listened to Chance the Rapper's Christmas mixtape, greatest. I I love it. It's got Jeremiah and Chance the Rapper. If you love R&B, if you love hip-hop, and you want a little hip-hop twist on Christmas that's modern... It's got samples from Christmas Story, all 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 the nonsense. It's on SoundCloud. Greatest thing. I love it. It gets me in the mood lately. So big fan. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. Big big shout. Uh, I I'm not a music aficionado. I just turn on the music tracks and let it let it roll in. <laughs> There's a really good like Christmas coffee house playlist on Spotify. Love that one. That's all you, you need, can, really. Look, you can say Mariah Cara, Mariah Carey, Mar- all Mar- I want Mariah for Christmas. Cara. <laughs> Mariah Carey, uh, Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you, Brandon. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to hide your true feelings. That's all I'm saying. Obviously, it's played at all of our households every year. Let's let's yeah. let's admit it. Dan, any times. any secrets you've got hiding over there? No, not really. I mean, my my mom and dad were big uh big fans and so uh crosby was always playing uh you know his whole white christmas album was like always on on repeat so it's hard to to veer away from that one too much but i I agree with you bb it's uh you throw in like a lo-fi like uh christmas playlist where it's just got the seasonal feel you don't necessarily need to have the song all the time but you know it's nice to walk into places and hear it occasionally i feel bad for the um Retail workers who have to hear it like twenty four seven during this time of year. So uh, shout out to anybody who's been uh, stocking shelves or um, packing boxes and or helping people get product or family for loved ones and had to listen to it twenty four seven. The world of music is uh, sorry to you. <laughs> that is true. When you're like trapped in a box of of one playlist over and over for eight hours, so that the true heroes. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this one. A lot of different stuff coming at you, uh, some different voices, but uh, fun nonetheless for us. Uh, enjoy the holidays. If you're traveling, please be safe. Uh, spend time with family and loved ones safely as best you can. Um, and again, reach out uh, if you ever need anything. Uh, reach out to your friends. It's okay to, to, to not be okay as the, as the slogan yep. goes. So we love you all. Thank you so much for making 2021 another amazing year. Uh, and we'll be back well before 2021 ends with a shit ton more content. So don't worry. The next Number week, 700. <laughs> the next week Woo! will be great. Coming up. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. All right. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas, everybody!